0: Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, Share our tears as we go through the hard times Just and rise up as we if become feel empowered to meet at our anytime, challenges head please on. stop. On listening. today's show, you can come I back anytime you are in and a safe place why it is to listen such to a the valid of the podcast, but why your it's also safety is so the most to learn important to let go. thing to consider. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by the How to Increase Your Self-Worth to Increase Your Net Worth online workshop. This workshop is here to help anyone who is healing their life after being hurt, to rediscover the treasures that lie within themselves and to help them find their feet again, to be able to move confidently in the direction of a rich and rewarding life. To find out more, to manifest an abundant life, and to sign up for the next workshop, go to Sandy's Keys to Success at sandyj.com.au. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tiara's Tears and Triumphs. Now, I'm going to start off and ask you a question. Do you ever put off doing something because you are waiting for the perfect time to present itself? Well, if you answered yes, you are not alone. If I had a dollar for every time I put something off because I thought I needed to wait for the perfect opportunity, To present itself to me, to take action, then I would have a very tidy sum of money sitting here right now. I can't say exactly how many times I have put off doing something, but it has been many, many times more often than I would wish to count. And the first thing I want to say is that it is true that it is Better late than never. This is a very good saying and it's something that is going to be really important to this topic that we're covering today. Now, just for example, I've always loved singing ever since I was a little girl. I grew up in a Christian household and we went to church every Sunday and my favourite thing about church was singing singing the hymns. I just loved singing. So having a chance to use my voice each week at church to sing songs of praise was something which I always really looked forward to. It was really uplifting. It always made me smile. It always made me happy. And then when I went into high school, I made sure I always played a part in the school musicals. Although I knew that I had a nice voice, I would find myself comparing myself to others and thinking I couldn't do solos because my voice was not as good as theirs when I heard them sing. But honestly, the biggest thing standing in my way of going for solos was that I was scared I lacked the confidence to put myself in the limelight. And so I preferred to be set in a group where my voice was one of many. And although I could be seen, I was surrounded by other people and my voice was blending in with many other other voices. So I wasn't standing out on my own. So that sense of vulnerability, I felt far less vulnerable being part of a group than i did being out there on my own so i was a mix of being i guess an extrovert and an introvert and i was on one hand i was super confident and on the other hand i was very much the opposite i was unconfident Um, and now that i am a bit older, I think a great many people are a mix of these two things. There is a part of us that is willing to take chances and then there is another part of us, that vulnerable part of us, that wants to play it safe and just blend into the background. So it wasn't until I went to America as an exchange student when I was 16 years old that some of that American self-confidence rubbed off on me and I took a chance and auditioned in the high school musical over there and to my surprise I got a minor lead playing the grand duchess in the unsinkable Molly Brown. Um, I laugh when I think back about that they thought that I was the perfect fit for the part because they thought that I had a very distinguished English accent which is very funny to me now that I was thrilled that they gave me this part and because I had this um, I suppose I was treated a bit like an exotic bird or something when I was in America being really different to everybody else I was already set apart just because I was an Aussie and I had this Aussie accent so um that made people very curious around me and that put me into the limelight whether I wanted to sort of shrink back into Um, the masses or not, I was standing out for the sheer fact that I was a foreigner. Um, So, I I had such a fantastic time, such a positive experience over there um, that my confidence just grew and grew and I took this beautiful American self-confidence that I had acquired in that time as an exchange student. I took it home with me to australia and when i started at a new high school i was voted class president even though i was a brand new student to the school that um and i had only made you know a handful of friends at that time coming into a new school but Um, The thing was that everybody just loved my confidence. Now confidence has taken me to some really interesting and amazing places in my life and has also opened doors for me and given me the ability to explore what I am really capable of. As I said before, I haven't always being confident there are many times in my life where I have completely lacked confidence especially this is especially true when I was in the grip of a cycle of domestic abuse and even after breaking free I was still caught in the web of fear and anxiety created by the experiences that I had the traumas of what I had experienced were still clinging really tightly to me and keeping me in the belief that many things that I might have liked to have or strive for were just out of my reach. I believe that I was too damaged to be able to recover enough to put myself out there and to achieve the types of successes or ambitions that deep down I would have loved to have gone after and I'm really compassionate with myself about this because it is really understandable given um, the experiences that I went through and the level of trauma and what this does to a person's mental health and uh, I'm still on my recovery path with p t s d and it was only last night that I had one of the worst most graphic nightmares um that I've had in a long time and um and dealing with things like that uh, coming up out of the blue can be very very disturbing and um and make me realize that even though I am miles and miles along the road of recovery, that I'm still vulnerable. I'm still fragile, I'm still healing. And um, so this helps me, this awareness, Rather than it being something where I'm actually hard on myself and expecting myself to be further along and, you know, with all this knowledge that I have and all the work that I do with helping other women, that I should be through the other side of having these horrendous nightmares. Um, It just helps me to be more compassionate with myself And more compassionate with others who are on this journey this is not a one fix kind of situation when you go through uh, domestic abuse this is a journey and this journey takes time and in a journey you need to take steps so I know that I am still stepping on my own path to recovery and um and even though I've come leaps and bounds from that place of um, brokenness where I was when at that time when I was grappling so desperately to break free from a cycle of abuse that I can just breathe now and know that that part is behind me that part of being a victim is behind me but just because i'm moving from survivor into the thriving stage in my life where i can see how rich and abundant my life is now does not mean that i'm completely mended yet so i know that we're all on this journey and that we need to really, one of the biggest gifts we can give to ourselves while we're on this journey is compassion and to learn to be kind to ourselves and patient with the process of going on this journey. How long this journey goes for, we don't know, but it's far better to be on the recovery journey than it is to be caught in a cycle of abuse or to stay stuck. Being a victim. And this is really what this episode is about. So, part of what happens to victims and survivors of abuse is that they lose confidence in themselves because they choose to get into a relationship with somebody who is abusive. And what a loss of confidence does effectively is it keeps you stuck. So, we're very good at being hard on ourselves and as I said we need to learn to be less hard on ourselves because when we are like that then we're actually not helping ourselves to be more empowered we're still taking away the good energy from ourselves to be able to put that energy into creating something different something better something that we want so what fear does is it tells you not to take risks because if you do you will probably get hurt more than what you already have been hurt and you have just had as much pain as you can take and you just don't want to invite any more of the same this is completely understandable and we are physiologically geared to have this fight, flight, freeze response um, to situations and circumstances and when we've been hurt, we are easily triggered to get straight into that fight, flight, freeze mode and this can keep us stuck just because our inner defence system is trying to protect us. So it's very, very good to have an understanding of this is that this is part of the reason why you are stuck or why you can't move forward is because this protection mechanism that is built into you is just trying to keep you safe. But all growth and development comes with a certain amount of risk. And I'll just, you know, I'm going to talk later about baby steps, okay? But just like a baby, uh, before a baby can even walk, a baby learns to crawl. Before a baby can learn to crawl, a baby has to first learn how to roll over. Before a baby can learn to roll over, a baby has to learn to move their limbs to be able to do things. So we are made up of these baby steps that we take in life and when you watch a baby learning to walk which is absolutely adorable i've got four children and i i I just melt when i see a child who is just learning or a baby who's just learning to walk it's such a beautiful thing to behold um where you'll see them taking these teetering steps and you're just watching, knowing that they're going to fall and you don't worry so much about them falling. You know that this is just part of the process of them learning and becoming better and better and more able to stand up on their own two feet and to walk and i it really um, i like reminding myself of this and i hope that this is a good reminder for you too because i think something happens when we get into adulthood where we have this expectation that we're supposed to know everything and that's just not the case the case is that we are still like that baby that every time we enter into a new experience or something a new area that we're starting off being a novice we're starting off just like a baby taking these teetering steps and there's a very good chance that we're going to fall down many times before we get that proficiency before we're truly competent and in walking and standing upright and walking on our own two feet. So I think this is a really good reminder to help us to be able to get past that fear that tries to protect us and understand that baby steps is the way to go. Because we might fall down, but that's just part of the process. We'll pick ourselves up like babies pick themselves up. You know, they might have a little cry if they hurt themselves, but then they'll get up again and they'll try taking those next few steps. What compels us to do this is we want to move forward. So we don't want to stay stuck in the same place. This is all part of growth and development. So getting back to this state of fear of being a victim um, of domestic abuse or a toxic relationship. So you live your life basically walking on eggshells, just tiptoeing around, just trying to get through another day without bringing any attention to yourself and especially pushing aside any deep-seated desires that you have get pretty good at being invisible or trying to be invisible because when you are that means that you can hopefully go undetected go under the radar you won't get hit as hard and that's just a manner of speaking i'm not because there's many forms of abuse that aren't physical but it's the same thing is you're trying not to be a target so It's like wearing camouflage. You try and put your camouflage on so that you're not going to be seen. So you just blend in to the background. So hopefully, that your partner won't notice you. You won't be doing anything that is going to cause them to have an outburst. So, this is a really, really difficult way to live, as you know. It's. it's a soul-destroying place to live. And what happens is that you get put on hold. Your life gets put on hold. It's waiting for someone to come along and tell you that now would be a good time to take some action because you've lost confidence to take action on your own. Because unlike the baby who is ready to stand up and take those uncertain steps because they know that they're going to fall down, but they're not going to get hurt that much. So they'll get up again and they'll keep walking. Instead, you're scared that you're going to not get knocked down and you're not going to be able to stand up again. So you will do everything to try and protect yourself from that, which is completely understandable. And that's as it should be. You should be doing everything that you can to protect yourself, to stay safe. So this is where it becomes really tricky for victims because on one hand, you need to be doing everything in your power to go under the radar, to go undetected, to try and stay safe. But on the other hand, unless we do take some action, things will stay the same and I'm going to talk more about that. So often what happens is we're kept waiting for signs from the outside world about what we should be doing, about what step to take next. and. This is completely understandable because when you are caught in a cycle of abuse, it it seems like an absolutely impossible situation to break free from. And this is all because of the coercive control, because you have been disempowered and made to believe that you have no power to change your situation for anything better. So, but I'm going to speak into your life further beyond. I want you to go beyond you being the victim, okay? Because I, my job is to help you to remember what it was like before you became a victim and to remind you that even though you think it isn't possible to get out of being a victim that it is and can be possible for you to get out of being a victim and whether that means getting out of being a victim by breaking the cycle of abuse that you are in if that means exiting that abusive relationship or if you have broken free but you are still finding that you are still caught in having a victim mentality which again is completely understandable. And I say this with no judgment, that it's something that you are able to heal from, okay, Um, and that we can actually hold on to that victim mentality um, because we are feeling so weakened and so disempowered by the things that have happened to us that Staying in that victim mode gives us the space that we need to catch our breath, to recover. So if you're there and if you're still in victim mode, I'm not making any judgments on you, but I'm just saying that at some point, as well as breaking free from that abusive relationship, if you can move from being a victim to going into that next stage which is being a survivor and that next stage of being a survivor I think they all get a bit intermingled but where you want to be heading is into becoming a person who is again thriving in your life and all of this is possible and you may not be able to see this as being the case and I'm not saying that it's going to be easy but it is possible Now, the reason that I talked about my example with singing is because my voice got shut down in my 20s. The man I had married, he worked in the music industry as a band manager. He had some major success with two of his acts who were and still are some of Australia's most famous and popular acts Because of my husband's experience with top acts, um, not just nationally, but internationally, I was very, very sensitive to his opinions about whether or not a singer was any good. Now one day when he heard me sing a song, he said something really mean to me about the way that I sounded. I can't even remember what it was, (laughs) he said, but it was enough to shut me down for years from using my voice to sing. And my voice and singing was a joy to me, but that joy was taken from me in that moment. And, um, And I just shut down like so many i lost myself in this marriage my first husband he was a lot like dr jekyll and mr hyde so one minute he was super generous and loving and the next he would be in a rage and making me feel as though my mere presence was wasting his valuable time so um Yeah, so I was made to feel pretty worthless at times. And um, and yeah, this really had such a horrible effect on me. And like so many women in situations like this, I lost confidence in myself and in my voice. I wasn't and it wasn't just the singing. But it was also my ability to speak my mind and my truth i became an absolute doormat for him to wipe his feet on his angry outbursts frightened me into submission and i didn't know how to change that so i hoped that someone else would come along and give me the permission to try and break free from this unhealthy relationship that I was in. So you see, I know what it is like to lose confidence and lose my voice. And the end result was that I had become disempowered. I thought that justice would find a way of standing up for me and support me to have things put right again. What I didn't understand at that time is that I had become a victim. As a victim I was at someone else's mercy. I had lost my power and had fallen into a cycle of being a victim of circumstance. Did justice stand up for me? In retrospect, I think that what I received in terms of a settlement when my husband and I divorced, when our marriage broke down completely, was enough for me to move forward and rebuild a life for myself and for my daughter. That I had a very different expectation and a very different story going through my mind at that time of what I would need to do this and this is the one of the things that I teach on is our stories and our paradigms and how these paradigms can keep us stuck and um, work against us rather than for us and so it's really uh, really important to understand what your paradigms are so that you can start changing those stories to ones that support you in your personal development and growth rather than hold you back or keep you stuck so as is always the case in protracted property divorce settlements which mine was is that the lawyers that all the lawyers just tend to do extremely well with their fees and associated costs but I didn't walk away empty-handed as I said I did have a lump sum and ongoing child support and some spousal support with which to create a new life on the other side but the problem was that I had I was still trapped in a victim mindset and without giving myself time to heal and learn how to become empowered in my own right and learn how to set healthy boundaries I fell straight from the frying pan into the fire and fell hook, line, and sinker for a player in my next relationship. And in my naivety, I did not heed the warning signs that were there from the get-go. And so as many victims are prone to do, I fell from one unhealthy codependent relationship to another. But this time with someone who was a full blown narcissist. This relationship was toxic right from the start. I'm not going to go into the whole story. You can go back to the first few episodes to get my story about this abusive relationship. Needless to say, within several years of being used and abused, I lost everything that I had in terms of financial security that I had received in my divorce settlement. In last week's episode, I talked about why it is so important to find ways of letting go of anger. If you didn't have a chance to listen to this episode and you are like I used to be, which is full of anger and resentment towards my abusive partner for robbing me of my peace and my security then i would encourage you to go back and listen to episode 52. this is certainly something that i needed to work on and there is still some space for healing with that too i have done an enormous amount of healing in that area um but this is a journey okay so in this episode and because I know why it's so important it's not so much for his benefit that I am letting go of this anger it's for my own and just take a listen to this episode if you haven't heard it already to get an idea of why this is so important and how how life and energy and the and the energy of life is all cyclic and how this ties into the law of attraction and I also touch on spiraling but I don't go into it fully in that episode why is this relevant to today's topic of why there is never a perfect time to take action Okay, let's explore this. I want you to hold an image in your mind of a spiral notebook. And when this goes onto YouTube, I'm just going to hold up my spiral notebook so you can see the spiral notebook there with the spiral spine. The spirals go round and around and can either start from the top and go down or start from the bottom and go up there are no breaks in the spiral it is one continuous piece of wire that goes around and around now when you are in a growth mindset feeling empowered and confident and taking action in your life to go after the things that you desire and the things you deserve the spiral starts from the bottom and spirals around and around taking you higher and higher and when you are in the victim mode feeling disempowered unconfident and too fearful to take action in your life which holds you prisoner from moving forward in your life the spiral starts at the top and the spiral goes around and around and around taking you lower and lower you go down further and further does that make sense when I do chakra work, I explain that our chakras are spinning around and around. They spin one way when I cleanse the chakras and they spin in the opposite direction when I energize the chakras. So our energy, again, is cyclic, going around and around. So this is how it all ties into this cyclic um imprint or the, the imprint that I want to leave with you about the nature of life and how it goes in a circular motion um, and I just want to say that you know we are always presented with opportunities to turn our spiral cycle around but it doesn't happen unless we take some action to change the direction. So if you're heading downward in a downward spiral, you feel like you're hitting rock bottom, you won't be able to stop yourself from going further and further unless you take some action to change the direction. Not easy, but essential. So there's a story uh, about a man who was stranded on a small landmass after a flood, and he cried out to God to send him a sign that he would be saved. Then along came a boat, and the person manning the boat asked the man if he wanted help, to which the man said no. Then along came a helicopter offering to take him to safety, and again he said no. He was so fixed on waiting for some sort of voice from God that he could not see the opportunities that he had been given. And life is like that all the time. So it's recognising the opportunities or seeking them out and having your eyes open to see something that is not necessarily what you envisaged but just being open to being aware of what opportunities might be there for you to tap into. When you're a victim of domestic abuse you do need rescuing, undoubtedly you need rescuing and there are people out there who are equipped to rescue and help you. So the first step, which is the most dangerous one, is breaking free from the abusive relationship. Here is what you need to take action. You need to know that you that if you are capable of surviving to this point, you are capable of going through the next step of breaking the cycle. What happens if you stay? You will get stuck and things will continue to spiral downwards. So now you know that you are capable because you're capable of surviving write that down somewhere so that you can make this your daily mantra if you can just say to yourself I am capable you can add anything to the end of that I am capable of standing up on my own two feet I am capable of breaking the cycle of abuse I am capable of navigating a safe path towards freedom these are the sorts of things that you need to be telling yourself start your sentence with I am capable that will take you out of victim mode in (laughs) three words I am capable Okay, now knowing that you are capable does not mean that you could or should go through this on your own. What you need, you need a safety plan, you need a transition plan, you need to link yourself to a counsellor experienced with domestic abuse You may need to link yourself to a domestic abuse agency. You may need to link yourself to the police. You may need to link yourself to the courts. You may need to link yourself to charitable organisations. Tap into whatever support you can. It's not forever. This is just to help you to break free and to get to a place where you can start recovering and start picking yourself up to stand up on your own two feet again so the point is that you really really need to surround yourself with lots of supports lots of support people and groups who have experience to help you get away safely and help you through the next phase of keeping yourself safe once you have broken away that is a a huge one is you know the first fear is The fear of leaving and then the second fear is the fear of what the repercussion to leaving might be for you Um, and all of these support organizations know that this is the most dangerous time for a victim so this is the time where you need to be surrounded with the right support so that you have things in place um, and you know how to act if you come up against um, against danger or adversity. So um, this is giving you your, equipping you with the things that you'll need, the supports that you, you might need to tap into um, should things escalate after you leave. Um, as I said before, some victims never break out of the victim cycle. And if you do stay in the victim cycle, even if you break free from the cycle of abuse, you may continue to stay stuck, spiraling downwards. And I just want to say that there is never, never an ideal moment to start going after your desires. There is no way to make moving forward completely free from fear, but you can Help yourself with reassuring yourself that you can take those tiny baby steps. You've been through so much. So baby steps are all that you should be taking at the moment. But just remember that baby steps can take you miles and miles and miles away from where you are now and although you might want to do something drastic just understand that the greater the leap the greater the fear and the less there's more room for you not to go through with something if you're taking a big leap or you might feel instead of if you think of it like a baby step Um, A baby step, you fall down from a baby step, you don't get hurt very much. But if you fall from taking a leap, you can do serious injury to yourself. So this is the reason why it's so much better to just take baby steps through life because you will accomplish great things. You will cover great distances in your life by taking these baby steps. When you take enormous leaps, then you have the greater risks of hurting yourself um more. So yes, I encourage you just don't even worry about going, oh, I just want to be um, you know, way down the track right now. I just I just want that and I'm just gonna go for that now. Rather just say, what's the next small baby step that I can take? to get me away from where I don't want to be and get me closer to where I do want to be and just go through the changes just very gradually. And, um, yeah, that's my recommendation is to, to just go slowly and gradually. Just don't push yourself to do too much all at once. You can move from victim to survivor and then... To someone who is a thriver in their life again, but you have to say, Now is the time I am going to take a baby step. Please don't wait for the perfect time because before you know it, time will have passed and you will be full of regret for not going after the things that you desire and you deserve. Your greatest asset in your life is time. You might think it's money, but it is time. Time can never be replaced. Once it's gone, it's gone. And the present is the best gift we are all given to work with to get our spiral going in the direction that we want. Now, I wanted to get back to where I started in this episode and talk a bit more about my singing. I could have never pushed past my fear that my voice was not good enough or get consumed with this this sort of who am I to think I could perform as a lead singer. But thankfully, when I was given an opportunity to sing in front of people, which was a gathering of family and friends for a celebration where they had karaoke and everyone cheered me on when I sang Natalie Imbruglia's song, Torn, I surprised myself when I heard myself sing Um, and everybody was super encouraging and that was my first baby step. I could have shrank back from that opportunity being too embarrassed to sing in front of some people I knew and lots of people I didn't know at all and I had to fight this feeling of feeling just too self-conscious to give it a go which I know is something that holds many of us back is feeling self-conscious um and this is something that I think everybody needs to grapple with and um and give themselves the permission to go through that discomfort of feeling self-conscious um to still get uncomfortable and do that thing that's making them feel self-conscious baby steps so baby steps and I'm so glad that I did get up and sing because I am now the lead singer in two cover bands it took quite a few baby steps for me to get here it took a fair amount of me falling down and picking myself up again but I'm so glad that I persevered through all those moments when I felt like giving up and had I not taken that first step I might still be living with regret for not ever having put myself out there as a performer and not doing the thing that I loved so much not using my voice and deriving that joy that I get from singing if I would have just stayed silent and not used my voice. So the message for today is please don't wait to be rescued. Don't wait for someone else to give you permission. Don't wait for someone else to give you what you deserve and don't wait for the perfect moment. Now is the perfect time. Right now is a gift given to you to think about the first baby step you can take to start turning things around in the direction you want them to go. Remember what I said, that this doesn't mean that you do all of this on your own. And the first baby step might be what you can do to feel stronger to take the next step. Maybe that means joining a group where women like you can give you support and encouragement to take the next step to you becoming free and empowered. If you are not already a member, you are very, very welcome to join Rise Up with Tiara's Tears and Triumphs, the Facebook group, the link is in the episode notes so just go to the episode notes and click on the link that'll take you there Um, putting your request to join and i would love you to be a part of this group so The next step uh, might be that you do a workshop to get some life skills training to help you take the next steps. And I run a workshop to help women restore their self-worth to get the strength that they need to increase their self-esteem no matter what their external circumstances you are very welcome again to join this online workshop and you can enroll for this by visiting my website at www.sandyj.com.au and again you can find the links for this event on the homepage of my website and there is a link in the episode notes for my website for you to click on to um, find this workshop and there are a few free tickets for anyone who's quick to register so um, it's a a fun three-day online workshop and because I love finding treasure in everything and everyone I have made it a treasure hunt I would love to help you rediscover the treasures that lie within you I think that that's covered just about everything I hope that you have got some inspiration from today's episode Just remember, it's never too late to go after your dreams and desires. The other thing that I did not mention, which is the biggest gift that I gave myself by allowing myself to sing and perform is that it has been a big part of my journey in reconnecting with my voice. And by that, I mean with me not staying tight lipped and not speaking up. I am an excellent listener. I always give other people all the room in the world to say what they think and they feel, but I'm still healing this part of myself. You may find that hard to believe because of what I do on this podcast every week, but this too has been part of my own healing journey. I am a very competent writer and... Before my toxic marriage and abusive relationship with my ex-partner, I was quite quite a confident speaker too, but I lost my voice and I lost myself after breaking free. Um, I'm finally finding myself and my voice again. And I would love to help you find yourself and your voice again too. All right, well, that is it for today's episode. I hope that it helps. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship. And for a long time, I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor there are also many online counseling supports available and a word of advice if the counselor is not a good fit for you try another and if you need to try another until you have one that is the right fit for you tune in again for the tiaras tears and triumphs podcast helping women who have been hurt acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side who share their stories and insights as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au Hey now. Can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.